everyone! We're proud to announce once again that our favorite product, Notion, sponsors this week's Techish. You hear us talk about the future of work all the time on this podcast, and we don't go a minute into that conversation without mentioning Notion. And let's give you the Techish breakdown. Notion is the one app you and your team can use for notes, docs, wikis, projects, and generally staying on the same page in these weird, weird times. We even use it ourselves here at Techish, so much in fact that people thought we were sponsored by them in the day. The real secret source is that you can use Notion for pretty much all of your core work functions and customize it to fit exactly the way your team works. So you'll get all the more done the way you want. We even use it to write and share our own show notes, organize live events and run our partnership and sales. Honestly, we use it for about 20 different things at least. Imagine replacing 20 different tools that you use every day and probably pay for every month. So say goodbye to Google Docs and all those random tools folks are using and build the workflows you want in Notion together. You have to see how zen this app is. It proves that work can be beautiful. Just click the link in the show notes to sign up today. You'll see what work's going to look like in the future. Only you'll have it now. Learn more at Notion.so. Yo, everyone, welcome back. Brand new techish. It's a familiar voice or one that was missing <laughs> last week, but is now back. Michael Behane and I'm with... Abadassi, not flying solo this week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, how was it? How was it? How was solo? I held down the fort. I held down the fort. I don't know if you've seen the the cascade of reviews that came in following that solo episode, but um, I'll, I'll share some of them with you. Quite a few people said that it was, you know, an unforgettable episode for them. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> they were like, "Yo, man, cut him up, cut, cut him loose, cut him." Cut wait, about this is all you. <laughs> no, uh, no, it was weird. It was weird doing it on my own because, like, I would say something, and then there wasn't anyone fighting me back on that, and I was like, "What? Oh, okay, I'm just going, <laughs> going on undebated. All of my points of view are undebated. This is awesome." It was very funny listening to you laugh at your own jokes. I was like, "Oh my days, this is like." <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, "Come on, fam, you can't do that." But anyways, you know what? You did. Your, you did your thing. You held it down. Um, but yeah, I'm so always we... laughing at my own jokes. <laughs> you should you know, know this about me by now. Yeah, <laughs> you do. Yeah, you really. Do. So, Grammys. Okay, let's start with the Grammys. You know what? I didn't even follow the actual award ceremony who won. I think I know Beyonce <laughs> basically won the most amount of like Grammys for any kind of female artist. Correct yeah. me if I'm wrong. So Beyonce. Blue Ivy, her daughter, hello, youngest ever Grammy winner. Yo, man, you know what? I love it, but nepotism does irk me, even when it is black nepotism. <laughs> but yeah, shout out to that, whatever. Good I'm rooting for everybody Ivy. black. It's a <laughs> yeah so but the thing that was really interesting was uh, a couple of the comments that the weekend made i think he had an album out this year shows how hip i am to kind of pop culture he had an album out don't and act like you didn't jam to that you didn't, jam proper to didn't jam to that i didn't jam wow. to that this, this, this is the thing like with modern technology you can only listen to, you can listen to basically what you want to listen to like i don't listen to ma- many new releases unless it's like something that i'm particularly excited about but anyways 24 <laughs> 7 <laughs> yeah so so he complained essentially not the Nipsey he's dead rest in peace The Weeknd complained that he, his music was snubbed he didn't get any nominations for quite a successful album and now he basically is saying he's no longer going to submit his music to any future Grammys he um, claims that it's all political that essentially you've got to kind of shake hands and kiss what, babies is it political? yeah but the thing is these award shows kind of pretend that they're kind of really uh, fair and neutral and yeah, and like objective, but apparently it really is. You gotta kind of just kiss a whole lot of ass basically to get there. So, what's your thoughts on people snubbing the Grammys? Do we need the Grammys? Do we need these gatekeepers? What we do you do think? We do not need the Grammys. We do not need these status 
symbols. Oh. They're useless. All of these Forbes 30 under 30, blah, blah, blah. We've spoken about this on the show before. Like there's a lot of socialization happening when we when we continue to perpetuate the culture of awards. And don't get me wrong. I know what the sci- science says around the value of recognition in, in terms of motivating people to perform at their best. Like I get that recognition is important. But something about these institutions is just inherently white supremacist and patriarchal. You know what I mean? Like a lot of these, a lot of these is like a lot of these didn't even have a category for like female artists Mm. until like a few years after their inception. And let's face it, the world is changing. Is there like a non-binary award? Like what Mm. happens if you don't assign to any of the traditional gender identities? Can you now not win a Grammy? I don't know. Like they just feel, they feel ancient to me and, and and don't get me wrong I, I i think they still have value and and i think you know i love that zendaya won an emmy i love that beyonce is winning grammys but i think that they should be lowered in terms of like how we view them amongst mm. other things that a person does does that make sense what do you think? i agree and no, i agree I think the Forbes under 30 comment made me laugh though just because we never won so that's why we hate it. You know? yeah. <laughs> I'm <laughs> aiming for the 50 under 50. <laughs> under 50. Yeah, no, um, I agree. It's not necessary. Um, but tell a lie, if I was a musician, would I would I have one eye towards it? I probably would. It's only human, right? And that's... Do you see me turning down awards, Michael? Do you see me turning down awards? <laughs> yeah, I know, I yeah. But I think once you get into that, yeah, I think it can really affect people's mental health as well in terms of that outside validation starts becoming not a nice to have, but starts becoming a prerequisite to kind of your own yes. view of yourself, right? So you got to be careful. Shout out to The weekend. I respect the move. I think he's right. I think Same. more artists need to kind of just say, even if they haven't themselves personally been snubbed and just say, you know what? This ain't looking, this ain't right. I'm not, I'm not effing with this. Um, yeah, I so. don't, I honestly do not understand that logic though. I don't understand. It? Like, why was The weekend not nominated for any single thing? So I think he didn't play the game. He didn't, you know, do the whole thing behind the scenes, going to the right parties. I mean, I don't know what parties there were during lockdown, but he yeah. wasn't doing the, he wasn't doing the Making political Making certain thing. donations, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it could be that corrupt. It could be the like, last time I actually, actually yeah. no, go on, go on. I was just gonna say the last time I actually watched the Grammys was way back when I don't even know I think I was like yeah 2018 or something mm. and I remember watching it and just being like I don't even know half these tracks because I was like country <laughs> and like yeah. all these other genres I never listened to the fact that they didn't nominate the weekend just shows they don't really they don't really know what they're talking and also about. yeah I don't know how many people actually sat down and watched this award show so. Mm. While they're slipping in terms of who they're giving the awards to, they're also slipping in terms of relevance. Like, exactly. of, like we're kind of millennials, so I can't imagine Gen Z is really checking for the Grammys like that. Do they really yeah. care? You know what I mean? Like, we're so like many... old millennials as well because we're like in our thirties, dude. Like, I don't know about like. I don't know about you. I'm 25, dude. I'm 25. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm man, 15 years old. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, cool. Shout out to the Grammys. See how long you got left. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so, okay, let's stick to music. Quick story. Um, I know last week I wasn't here. You mentioned um, Jay-Z selling Tidal to Square. And the other acquisition that uh, was quite prominent that week, similar space or kind of similar space, music related, was Versus. So this is the company that Timberland and Swiss Beat set up. If you've been following during lockdown, there's been all these kind of like battles between different artists. This has all been orchestrated by Timbo and Swiss Beats. Um, I didn't realize it was a company. I thought it was kind of just like, yo man, we're having fun during lockdown, but capitalism stays winning, boy. They would t- they turn it into a company um, and they've now <laughs> sold it to Trilla, which is a music app, kind of in the vein of TikTok. I think it's like oh. a TikTok. Predator. I think they're kind of like, we're yeah. TikTok, but we're American. Basically, that's, that's, their, that's their USB 
Like we're not Chinese, we're American. Oh, um, at oh, one point, Trilla was the num- at hilarious. one point, Trilla was the, yeah. I think Trilla was the number one um, app at one point when TikTok was threatened to be um, banned. But I think it's kind of. I remember fell- when that was popping. I remember when that was popping. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I just want to commend the they two artists that. for monetizing the platform and selling it. And then the other thing that I really love is that they gave equity to all of the performers who had taken part in the show. So you know, DMX, I think he battled Sick. Snoop. Or, uh, you know, so everyone got equity. I think 43 different artists got equity. And I think that's commendable because so often black artists just don't get any equity. It's just like, yeah, man, here's your trinket. Here's your, here's your advance. Here's like, yeah, here's your, uh, you're getting, you're getting clout. You're getting limelight for this, but you're not getting any kind of real ownership. So shout out to Timbo and Swiss Beats. I really appreciate that. That's awesome. Yeah. Do you know how they monetize it? Like, do you know how they're making money? I don't know. I know the ratings are through the roof. So I, don't, I don't know. I've never sat down and watched one full right. one, but I'm assuming there must be some kind of ad partnership thing involved. Um, there must yeah, be some kind of brand sense. endorsement there must be um, I'm not sure on the early ones but definitely now they must do and I mean to be honest maybe they did it Silicon Valley style which is we're not going to monetize this we're just going to sell it do you know what I mean and that's, <laughs> that's what they've done, they've done it yeah, I also man. saw that like Triller <laughs> it looks like Triller Triller also makes money from um, like pay-per-view on-demand content so it looks like they've been selling stuff that way yeah they're pivoting towards live I think so yeah so last week uh abba didn't talk about the story i think she was saving it for me to get here um again <laughs> with oprah so are we gonna have a real family in a couple of weeks like, is it is it is it game over like what's happening here like what's your what's your perspective uh, on all of this kind of i mean i'm not smelling the the sense of revolution just yet i don't think we're going to be having any beheadings in parliament okay. overthrowing of a government um but i do think that we could be maybe actually finally being a part of a systems change you know i think Mm. people are seeing establishment for what it is in a way they've never seen it before and i think people are connecting the dots a bit better you know i think people are now starting to see what abuse of power looks like and and what happens when the biases that exist in really powerful individuals monarchy etc feeds into the institutions that they run and dominate whether that's the media you know which controls popular opinion um you know everyone was probably as shocked as I was to watch the clip of Megan telling Oprah that at one point she was so isolated um, and traumatized by the experiences of racism, she considered ending her own life. And this is the true cost of discrimination and prejudice. We don't talk about it enough, but it literally kills. It costs lives. And I don't know. I've lived in this country so long. I'm a citizen now. It's, it's part of the furniture, racism, let's face it. It's part of the furniture. And I think there are a lot of people who are probably going to defend the monarchy and be like, oh, yeah, well, why shouldn't we be white? We're a white country, blah, blah, blah. So, you know, I think it's good that they left because I doubt they were going to change anything. And I don't think anything's going to change here for a while. Yeah, good for them. I hope they, they continue to exist to do their thing i think they've got a netflix deal and a spotify deal if i'm not mistaken oh, okay oh yeah that's true yeah our yeah. they have um a podcast i haven't listened to it yet but sure. <laughs> hey i don't know what that podcast is going to be saying i'm not going to say but you know what i will say that to a certain extent it did make me realize that the people that you think are in charge are not often the ones actually in charge because it, it did seem like they were like well the queen is wonderful but the establishment the firm you're thinking to yourself then who are you talking mm-hmm. about who are these people like behind the scenes kind of thing um 
And yeah, I think in politics, it's a similar dynamic. I think presidents and politicians are beholden to their donors and other kind of vested interests. So it just made me realize because the buck guess doesn't stop with the queen. There's somebody that is telling the queen what to do, maybe. I don't know, like, because the way they were defending the queen, but at the same time, constantly throwing shots at the actual institution. So who are you referring to if not by her? Anyway, I just thought that was fascinating. The shot callers behind the scenes. But it's not the queen, is it? It's the crown. Ooh, <laughs> someone's been watching the crown it's on like, Netflix. It's, it's not- <laughs> Because it's true, isn't it? It's like like the queen on a personal level could empathize with their experience and, and not condone it. But ultimately, the queen is the crown and she represents the crown. And that's the opinion that overrides everything. And we know her husband has some problematic views about people that are different to him. Because yeah. we've seen all of those blunders very famously, you know, played out across the world stage. Um, I think we now should almost just operate from a policy of like racist and abusive until proven otherwise. <laughs> and I don't mean this. I'm not, and I'm not saying like we now need to be like cynical and like all this kind of stuff. But I think we just need to appreciate that these systems are so entrenched, and our perception of reality is so defined by our experience as we move through them. Yeah, there are people that just don't don't get it, and if they do get it, they're fine with it, and they're just like, what's what's so bad about that? I don't. I mean, like I was even seeing some conversations unfolding online where people are just like, oh, would you have someone from a foreign land rule your nation? <laughs> I was like, what? You know the queen is German, by the way. They, 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 they do realize <laughs> that the royal family is German. Like, I don't know. It's insane. Anyway, and Prince Philip is Greek as well. So, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> so the, true. The, the so ignorance, anyway, the ignorance nothing is makes sense. You can't fight racism or other isms with logic because the ism in and of itself ain't making no sense. So, you know, Preach. just look after yourself, people. Look Preach. after yourself. And I mean, to be honest, I said I wouldn't accept an MBE. Abba said she would. So, you know, everybody give me kudos. I was right. I called it. <laughs> <laughs> I called it from the jump. I'm still take that. I'm still take that. I'm holding out. I'm holding out for like a knighthood or something. I want. I want that kind of like. I skip the cues at immigration. Uh, <laughs> if I get stabbed by the front. popo, I. I flash the badge kind of power. That's what I want. Madame Abadesi. Now, you know what? If I was, <laughs> if they said to me, MBE stands for member of black excellence, then we could talk, but I'm not. <laughs> I'm a member of the British empire. I'm sorry. I can't take that one. Um, anyway. Why don't Harry and Meghan set up their own like fly away kingdom? Richard Branson can sell them an island. Yep. They can start a new monarchy there. They'll give you member of black excellence. <laughs> I'll wait for that day then. I'll wait for that day. Shout out to Harry and Meghan. So, quick story on Clubhouse. I think Twitter Spaces has, I think not got them shook, but it's kind of got them thinking, what do we do to kind of stay ahead of the curve? Um, and now they, they come up with a, like an accelerator program for creators. So they will help around 20 creators get their own show off the ground. They'll give them whatever they need in terms of equipment. Um, and then get them brand partnerships. If they can't get them a brand sponsor, they will give them basic income of 5K a month. I mean, US dollars, at least for the three months during the kind of program. And I think they're trying to... I think Mark Andreessen and uh, Andreessen Horowitz in general, they've got a show called like Sunday Good Times. I think that's the one where Elon's turned up. Oh, okay. Mark turned up, right? So I think they're trying to kind of replicate that success by having kind of regular formatted shows with regular mm. hosts to, that can kind of come in. Um, what do you think? Is this a way to kind of kindle your network to kind of like, you know, start the fire and 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 do it kind of not organically just like just say like you know what we're gonna push people to do it like pay them yeah i think it's interesting because it's it's showing just how heated the space 
Hell you know, what? is now for like influencer real estate. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's like, be on yeah. my platform. No, 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 be on my platform. No, be on my platform. Be on my platform. What was that platform that Taylor Lorenz was writing about the other day? I sent you a link to it. Um, where it's like name, name or face, face or something like that. Lovely. And it's like you, 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 you are an influencer, but then people can like vote on what you do. And it's almost like the Sims or some madness uh, like that. No clue, bro. This is yeah. Dream. Anyway, I'm old. We'll, I don't know this. We'll, I'll pop the article in the show notes, but um, it's, this to me is is a signal that this the social media landscape is like really heating up mm. um and that they're this birth of influencers thought leaders monetizing my brand monetizing my voice isn't going anywhere like we're probably still very early in this market um and you know it, i'm not talking about like influencers like here hashtag ad yeah, this is yeah my yeah. favorite oat milk brand or whatever i'm talking about the creator economy, yeah. basically. The, exactly, the creator economy. There are going to be people hosting open mic nights on Clubhouse. There are going to be people, you know, trying out new material as stand-ups, as musicians, as all sorts of things. And I think it's really sensible for them to try and build content for the platform the way Netflix might have if Netflix hadn't started as, you know, rental of physical media and had just been like a digital first platform. So, you know, I saw someone like saying how like they're hiring producers at Clubhouse. Like, yeah, I think they're really trying to make like a play for being a, a media platform and, and supporting the content that's created there. Perhaps this is also clever in the sense that it sets the bar high for the quality that they want. Do you know what I'm saying? Like Facebook grew, well, like a mishmash kind of ways and, you know, trying so many things, throwing shit at the wall, see what sticks, meant that it's now at a place where like the quality of stuff has been called into question and that's yeah. meant people have permanently left that platform, right? So I don't know. I think it's kind of, yeah, I think it's sensible, but I don't think this alone is going to protect them from, you know, the fact that Twitter's got a competitor product out. And I don't know. I, I feel like I'm just going to open up Instagram tomorrow and there's going to be some kind of clubhouse feature there. So I mean, they've got a feature now think? where you can invite at least up to four people to an Instagram live. So it's not the same. It's not audio only, but I'm sure they could do that if they wanted to. But I think it's it's getting to be much of a muchness where I feel like if you can have multiple people on a IG live, although it's a different texture, it's just another alternative to kind of have group conversation um mm. so i think yeah i think it's a smart strategy from clubhouse i just think that you're right it does reflect that the market and space is kind of heating up very quickly they've only got 12 million users it's not as if they've scaled up to hundreds of millions of users it's like within the space of months really uh, but they're engaged probably and that's probably just yeah as valuable so are is the plan that they're going to be a bit like Patreon or Gumroad where people are going to be using their platform and monetizing directly on the platform and they're going to get a cut of that? Is that what they're hoping for in terms of revenue? I think they're going to experiment and see what sticks. Got it. So I'm sure there's going to be brand partnerships. There's probably going How to do be... we apply? Let's apply. Do a techish thing. I'm too rich, man. 5K a month ain't enough and I'm joking. Yeah, yeah no, why not? Point, actually. How much do they need from us? <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. They're going to be like, yo, can you be on there 24-7? I can't do that. My mental health. Clubhouse is a disaster for mental health. I go in there and I just like, there's so much rich Damn, the, like the arguments. I went into arguments. some like ratchet ass chat yesterday. Like, why are black men not safe on a clubhouse? I was like, <laughs> let me just slide on in this. Let me just slide on in this. Like 5,000 people screaming at each other. Yeah, but that's the thing. That's the game. 
Hey everyone, we are proud to announce that collaboration company Notion is the sponsor of this week's Techish. Imagine the most zen tool possible for taking notes, managing docs and projects and storing all of your team's info. I promise you it's real. Notion brings together all those functions in one place where your team can customize how you work together so you get more done and actually enjoy it at the same time. It's possible everyone. <laughs> the future's here. <laughs> Hundreds of thousands of teams have already seen the difference this tool makes to productivity, transparency, and engagement. People love it. But you know what else? If I wasn't silly enough to be a founder, I'd love to work on a product at the intersection of beautiful design and utility, and that's Notion to a T. And lucky for you, they're hiring a ton across engineering, product, design, marketing, customer experience, and more. You can help build the future of work for millions of people around the world. Go to www.notion.so forward slash careers and get applying. Link is in the show notes. So Spain is experimenting with a uh, four-day work week apparently now. So they're going to do a trial run. I, I know we've talked about four-day work weeks many times before, um, but it has actually been implemented. And what they're going to do, which I think is quite clever, they're going to help companies and subsidize it essentially. So it's a four-day work week, but you're getting paid four times money. So obviously not every company is going to be able to kind of handle that, right, in terms of their bank balance. So the fact that the, company, the government will go in there and help, I think it's a good thing. I think from the employer po- employee point of view, it's absolutely no-brainer. Everyone's going to love it. Like, um, I would have loved, loved it if I had a job and it was like, yo, man, four days, like, why not? Four man? days, baby. Yeah, Because like, oh, a weekend is not enough. Let's keep it real. By the time you've settled in, by the time you've, you know, you've done your thing, you've chillaxed on a Friday and then Saturday, you're like, it's done. It's basically, you need a few <laughs> days. You need a day to kind of settle in, to, to acknowledge the fact that you're off. Mm. And then two days of off time. You know what I mean? What, what do you think about the four-day work week? I'm here for it. I'm I'm always trying to work smarter, not harder, as you well know, my friend. Um, no, my you're a workaholic. Here. You lie. I've been at your house. I've <laughs> been working for like nine... 45 still typing away one more email one more email. I'm like Abba man let's just <laughs> come on, see. So, well, let's uh, begin again the next day <laughs> um yeah fair um no but I do like I, I just do think we need to move towards this direction like sorry who the freak invented nine to five it ain't even nine to five it's like nine to seven or whatever yeah. five days a week and then like this has been around for so many decades before the internet, before distributed working, before like cloud-based collaboration. Like, hello, society, let's review this. Like, yeah. let's review this. Also, back in the day when it was nine to five, like I watched Mad Men. I see how Don Draper rolls. You'd be swanning in, have a bit yeah. of a chat, have a few cigarettes, have a Lunch whiskey, meeting. lunchtime meeting, play a bit hours. of golf, go home. I was yeah. like, what? Okay. Now you have me strapped to my freaking desk with my MacBook in front of me, Zoom zombie here, day in, day out. I was like, no, no. You know, apparently we're not even supposed to look at a screen uninterrupted for longer than like half an hour or something. I'm here like nine hours a day wondering why my prescription is different. No, like, I mean, I, I should probably fact check that, but it's like, you shouldn't look at a screen for too long. Yeah, for longer than, it's literally like to half an hour or something like that because your eyes need to like look at different distances yeah. and all this kind of stuff. It makes sense. Even if it's not I'm here for it. To be honest, I'm waiting for someone to be really revolutionary and just be like, get your stuff done when you need to get it done. I don't care when you work, just make it happen. And I think there are some companies that probably go down that route a little bit, maybe smaller ones, but I would love a company where it's just like, this is the only day of the week where we need to vaguely be synchronized. And the rest is just on you. Off you go. Goodbye. Sayonara. See you later. 
yeah, it's um, it's a separate topic, but like I'm seeing the di- the kind of dichotomy between the companies as we end lockdown, as end yeah. lockdown kind of comes to an end, who just can't wait to get everybody back into the office. So I've got friends of mine who work within kind of older companies or in the public sector, and they're like, if you've been vaccinated, get your ass in, basically. And like my friends <laughs> are like, I ain't been vaccinated. Damn. Probably they've been vaccinated, basically. I shouldn't I shouldn't expose them like that. But basically, people are like, you know, they're being forced to go back into the to what back to a non remote world. Um, and a lot of people have been kind of kick dragging and screaming back into that. Yeah. So I just think there's the, I think in general there's just going to be a dichotomy between the companies that are kind of forward thinking they're going to try things like this. I know Treehouse did this at one point. They stopped eventually though, um, and I think unless it's like a unilateral thing, like unless it's like yeah. a like I don't think companies want to kind of disarm unilaterally. Do you, do you get what I'm saying? Like, so if if I'm a competitor to Hustle Crew and you guys are crushing it, am I want to go four days a week? Probably not. But if you're four days a week because the government says you have to be four days a week, then we then we can get talking, right? Do you know what I mean? I'm sorry to put my entrepreneur hat on, but it's just the reality that people like who are kind of business owners, they're the kind of ones that factor into this kind of decision making. Um, and but you could also argue that like if you have if you have like a well set up team, well optimized team, you could get more out of good people in four days than you could out of like others yeah. who aren't as set I mean, up for success in five. I think it depends like where your company is. Like there's sometimes you're the peacetime CEO and sometimes you're the wartime CEO. Like if you're during peace where you've got a company that's got a stable moat, there's no one really coming in the horizon to take you out. You're doing your thing. You've got a good business model. You're profitable. I think at that stage, yeah, four, day, four days a week, why the hell not? But um, mm. the reason why Treehouse stopped it and I saw the CEO, Ryan Carson, yeah. talking about it, he was um, had an acquisition offer, uh, like a rival oh. company. And they were like, yo man, like you either sell to us or we're gonna kill you. Like we're just gonna destroy your company. Like you, you know, you're not gonna exist anymore. We're gonna cut our prices, everything, clone you. You're done. So sell to us now or whatever. And he was Damn. like, "Are you serious?" And the guy's like, "Yeah." And he's like, "All right, cool, guys. Four days. Four days. We're back to five. That's it. Back to, back to hustling. Otherwise, the company doesn't Damn. exist anymore." I mean, I don't know how true it is that that would have you know that would have been the end result. But I just meant that there's a there are certain times in a company's you know history where maybe four days ain't gonna cut it. But if the government forces everyone to do it then I'm on board kind of thing um, as an employer. Anyways. Quick review time. Uh, Mlisten3000 says, Insightful AF. Turkish has quickly become one of my favorite podcasts. I'm not even sure how I stumbled upon it, but I'm so glad I did. The hosts are super smart, engaging, and insightful AF. Love it. Shout out to Mlisten3000. Thank, thank you for supporting. And yeah, I don't know how you stumbled upon us as well, but I'm glad that you did. Much whoop, love. Whoop. If you're listening on, on an iPhone or an Apple podcast, please leave us a review because we love to see them. Yep, yep, yep. And that brings the episode to a close. Oh. Um, hit us up on at TechishPod on Instagram and Twitter. Um, those accounts are blowing up, so we would love to see you there. Um, also, subscribe to our Patreon for extra-ish, for extra content. There's a lot of new content on there for our exclusive subscribers. Um, and we'll catch you next week. Thanks for listening. And, Thanks for listening. Uh, I missed you all. I'm glad to be back. Peace. <laughs>